Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. decided to let you pay your own way estimated annual living expenses you ever applied for a loan before seven thousand five hundred dollars mr watson you don't pay your bills get out total for three years of law school wait a second look at this full tuition for the most qualified applicant most qualified black applicant fifty three thousand nine hundred and seventy nine dollars don't you think you're overreacting no Congratulations, Mr. Watson. Thank you, sir. I'll do my best. Some people will do anything to get into Harvard. It's gonna be great! These are the 80s, man! It's the Cosby decade! For Mark Watson, all it took was a little soul. I'd like you to meet my good friend, Kareem Abdul Ali. We got Washington here on a coin toss, so he'll take Leon. That's Watson. Right. Sorry, Marcus. Yeah, there may be a problem here. We'll make was a, uh... What? A black Negro. A black unicorn? You know, there's something really strange about it, and I don't know what it is. Oh, God, is she beautiful? You gotta believe me. You must have learned a great deal more than you bargained for. Tell her I'm white. Don't tell her you're white. What's going on? Can we blame him for the color of his skin? Mom, Dad, I'm black. What? what? No, you're crazy. Mark Watson. Come on now! From the producer of Risky Business, soul man he didn't give up he got down got out do you really hate the beach boys now you're listening to movie sucktastic
fucking thing sucks. Yeah. We are live. Live. We are live. It's live. Ah. <laughs> oh. Hello, are you? Joey. Hey. Now see if you say hello, Scott, then the listeners know who we are. Hello, with Scott. There you go. See, that's how that works. Oh, is that how that works? It's been a week. That's how it works. It's been a fucking week. We didn't coordinate that, but it's been a, been a fucking month, I tell you what. Uh, tell uh, me. Well, what, what? We're here to lighten the tone. Oh, a little bit. With a little movie sucktastic fun. That's right. I hope and, uh, and, I hope everyone's joining us live. It's free, and, you know. And, and if not, the, the, the other version is free, too. So. Yeah, it's all yeah, free. Not, my God, the amount of money we spend! Oh, you can at least listen to it. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this episode we are going to be reviewing. Uh, we're, uh, we'd spent the last month doing listener requests, That's and right. uh, now we're back on track with our uh, mutual challenges. And this week uh, we are re- reviewing, thanks to the challenge from Joey, uh, Soul Man. Yes, and uh, the way this challenge worked is Scott challenged me to God's Not Dead. And my ah. challenge, my challenge connection was a college student having trouble in class and with his teacher and just in general. So mm-hmm. I immediately thought of Soul Man because, of course, seeing Thomas Howell, Mark Watney is a rich white boy from L.A. Who's Watson. Watson, that's correct. Marcus Washington. That's right. <laughs> Leon. Uh, he uh he's a rich white boy from la whose father uh suddenly has an epiphany from his therapist saying he's not going to pay for his school he's going to make him pay his own way and he just got accepted to harvard law school he just got accepted to harvard law school and let me tell you something the jump that this country has made as far as how it's fucking it's it's students in the ass as far as tuition 10,000 in tuition a year for Harvard Law in 1986. Mind you, that oh. is that is 30 years ago. But now, tuition with- for Harvard now as compared to then, you're talking like it's I I have I have qu- the numbers. You want, oh. you want to hear the numbers? Yeah, I would love to hear the numbers. Now, now j- j- just as a brief this is a brief foray into Strangers in a Strange Land which is coming back very very shortly. Um <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah, so what happens is his father says, I'm not going to pay. So there's a scene where he's standing in front of a noose, and he's lamenting at the expensive costs of going to Harvard Law. Right. And the price he quotes, he says, the total cost of tuition, including living expenses, for three years to go to Harvard Law School, he quotes it as $53,979. Right. Breaks down to, to roughly, like, 17,000 and, and even if semester. even if they came up with the numbers in 1985 when the film was probably written and filmed it ain't going to change that much within a year. So I right. would I would say that those numbers are probably close to accurate. Yeah, they probably did a little research from picking that up, and they probably tried to make it sound as high as possible, yeah. considering he's supposed to be t- complaining about having to get the <laughs> it money. It could himself. even you're right, it could even be a, a could be, have been less. Right. <laughs> Now, if you adjust that amount for income, I mean mm. for inflation, yeah, the uh, adjusted inflation on that amount of money would equal in 2016 uh-huh. or 2015 as $116,810. Jeez. So, okay. like double the price. Okay. Got it. Okay. Now, 
So, so if they shot that film today, uh, and you adjusted for inflation naturally, that's what what it should equal: one hundred sixteen thousand. Got it. If you go to if you go to Harvard Law uh, website or where and just get their basic tuition cost, the current cost of three years of tuition, two hundred and sixty six thousand six hundred and forty dollars. What? Which means adjusting for inflation means that cock. is increase that is an increase <laughs> of two hundred and twenty eight percent in the past thirty years of tuition costs. It's no wonder kids are still living with their parents. It's no wonder kids are going back home after they've moved out. It's no wonder people are paying their school loans pretty much as a matter of fact, it's no wonder that this generation will realistically be paying their school loan well into their retirement i know i will (laughs) (laughs) uh and i i gotta be honest i feel very fortunate that i was able to put myself through school Mm. and have been able to pay it off And, Mm. and a large part of that is because i was able to live at home while i did it it, you know, it's it just not everyone See, has that luxury, but more people more people are starting to do that because that's the only way to do it. And you know what? That's yeah. that's sad because and, and you know what? we shouldn't I, have to do that. Two people yeah. should not have to work uh, for for two incomes to survive. Are you this, communist? It, no, I'm just saying that if someone and, it was going to stay home and raise the kids. I'm not even saying it had to be a woman. I'm saying it, it could be the, the, the another guy. It could be sure. Could be anybody. It could be anybody. Um, but all I'm saying is, back in the olden days, not to to sound dated, even though the olden days right. isn't doesn't apply to me. Like my father worked, my mother didn't. You know, and mm-hmm. when we were old enough, my mother she decided oh, I'm going to work. But she didn't have to, because my father made. I'm just saying. I, I'm just going. I know I'm going a little bit further than needed, but and I know this is movie sectastic, not strangers in a strange land. But all I'm saying is, it really shows how bad things have gotten with things like income and tuition and sure. things of that nature. I, I myself am just grateful that I was able to accrue my my uh, my student uh, my student debt during uh, the lowest financial history. Point since the Great Depression, you were able to get a, a lot of financial wise choice aid, on my right? part. I'm glad but, I did that. But you were able to get a lot of financial aid. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Obama. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. That's right. That's right. First, my, yeah, my first, my first uh, <coughs> two years of college basically paid for by Obama. Thank you. <sighs> Couldn't have done it without him. Anyway, so yeah, so and so, see, Thomas Howell you, is you, is, you is, really is, wouldn't have done it without him. Uh, seriously, <laughs> if you no, had a Republican I, president, oh boy. Wrong podcast, I know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so C. Thomas Howell has to figure out how to afford college because he doesn't want to miss this grand opportunity to go to Harvard Law School. That's right. Uh, so he uh, he goes black. Right on. Right. He has a, <laughs> he has a friend that works in, in, a, uh, in a research and development lab for a company that, that specializes in tanning solutions. And That's he right. gets tanning pills and overdoses on them, hence Black C. Thomas Howell. That's right. And then he gets to, to get a full scholarship towards Harvard. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. 
What? Go ahead. You know you want to play one of them. Do it. I, I just did, and you talked over it. You ruined oh, it. Oh, we'll do it again. Do it again. But see, the timing is what needs to be. Well, the timing is you wait till I stop talking. Yeah, but I thought you were you were going to stop talking. Well, you say something black. <laughs> something black. Sure. Now that doesn't work for me. Okay. Like. So see, Thomas Howell goes black. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> We have a new soundboard, and and Joey, Joey, uh, yeah, didn't make didn't make it ten minutes into the show when he said, "Oh, I'm not using it. I'm not using the soundboard for the show." I said, you, "You know, you're going to." I said, "No, he didn't make it ten minutes." So there I, you well, go. <laughs> you can't touch this. No, no good. <laughs> okay, I'll keep it at a minimum. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you some sounds for the sound. Give me some sounds. Uh, I'm going to save a lot of these that are my favorite. I'm not going to use a lot of them, but, you know. Yeah. I, I, I really I want to color coordinate them, all kinds of fun stuff. I, I, I think it's I think it is a welcome addition to the show. I just want to steer away from stuff that you would hear on any morning shock jock show. Of course. That's so I think more movie and, and television-related quotes. I'll send a couple your way. No. I, I, I have, like, a dozen ringtones, notification things I can, autom- I can send you now that... You would definitely use during the show. As long as I have them before next week. Uh, so, this film was semi-controversial when it came out. Uh, stars yeah, it, such it, it as uh, Spike dis- Lee. It kind of disappeared off the face of the earth when it came out. Yeah, well, well apparently uh, stars like Spike Lee and um, Richard Pryor. Not Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor actually said he liked the movie. Um, Eddie Murphy came out against it saying it was um, racist, racist to have a, black, a, a white person doing blackface in a film. Well... Not that I want to agree with them, but the fact nobody's bought. I mean, I wasn't buying it. He just looks like he. All right. He. There All are right. scenes in you the film what? where they didn't lay on the the blackface as heavy as other scenes in the movie. Uh huh. He looked much whiter <laughs> in other right. scenes. I mean, I always make the mistake of checking some of the average viewer feedback by going into IMDb message uh, boards always a bad sign yeah uh, and oh and reading some of the reviews as far as reviews goes the, the the common thread of anybody that had anything negative to say about the film their main complaint was see Thomas Howell doesn't look black and since it's a comedy well, what does that mean <laughs> yeah well I think that what they're saying is that he doesn't have the negroid features of the I'm just merely the, talking about how bad the makeup was. <laughs> <laughs> the, the negroid. <laughs> I got it from a well, negro. Like, See, that's a sound file have... I need that I could have used right now from Caddyshack. I got it from a negro. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, there, there, a lot of these people would complain. Well, he didn't look black, and it wasn't. I wasn't realistic. I got but, black well, friends. He didn't look like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it, it's a comedy. And I, I don't know how far do you want to go on the he wouldn't have fooled me if I saw him bandwagon because it's just the concept that's supposed to be funny. Right. So, and if they had actually done prosthetics on him to make him black, that might have been worse. <laughs> that might have been a lot worse. I mean, this film is a perfect example of uh, of the phrase that goes around quite a bit is suspension of disbelief. Because... Yeah. That you really have to have that to watch this. There's no way anyone thought that the afro was real. There's you no way anyone that thought it. that the makeup was real. Uh, just none of it looked right. But if you just take the concept 
suspension of disbelief and you put that kind of on the side you can enjoy the film i i forgot how well that this was directed and dare i say acted specifically by james earl jones it was a funny it's a funny movie yeah it is and also i i saw some that were criticized yeah but and some of the some of the comedic setups were very basic it's a basic comedy. What it was shot yeah. for three million dollars. Well, what the fuck do you yeah, want? And and not for anything, but they were the in, the entire the the two guys that kept talking uh, or kept making black jokes through the whole film. You knew they were going somewhere with that. You knew. Oh yeah. He was yeah. going to do something at some point. It's it's a basic brick joke. Yeah, you know it's going to come back at the end. Right. So you know, I'll give them that. That was a basic, you know way to get a joke in there well, the, or there's one guy there. but i didn't mind oh, whole, it it was fine the whole scene where he's trying to hide his face from his parents that was expected this is, okay yes it was i mean <laughs> i mean you just take the concept white person that pretends to be black hilarity ensues it's all expected it's expected right. humor that's what that's what comedies are based on expected humor that's right you go into a comedy expecting a certain kind of humor, otherwise you wouldn't. I, I, I recently watched that um, that last Sasha Cohen film, the the Brisby Brothers or the Brothers. No, the, the Brothers, Brothers Grimsby. Grimsby. I haven't Grimsby. seen it yet. Okay, uh, I expected like over the top, uh, gross, anatomical humor. I got it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't catch that. <laughs> Turn Cortana off. What? I, it's it's fine. Fuck <laughs> you, Cortana. I'm talking. You keep you keep aggravating her. I don't know. It's it's the sound of your voice. Yeah, I, I get that a lot. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of like going back and watching this film, very controversial film at the time because blackface, whatever. Watching it now, I'm sorry, I find nothing wrong with this film. Yeah. On a on a on a like uh, a uh, sensitivity level. Yeah, it's pretty tame. It, not even tame. The whole film. Huh, there's the father from Elf. <laughs> yeah. you know there's a there's actually uh like two or three instances of oh there's that person oh there's that person like did you notice ronald reagan's son oh ron reagan yeah i saw him <laughs> oh liam neeson uh, not liam neeson leslie nielsen making leslie a, uh, nielsen ronald reagan's a, son the, leslie the father nielsen making from a non-comedic appearance by the way yeah like you're watching the credits, Leslie Nielsen. Oh, this should be good. It's like he's, Although, like he's a straight guy. My whole. favorite scene in the whole film is the dinner scene at his house. Uh, well, that that's an easy one, yeah. But I, dude, when everyone has their own kind of like little flash of him as a black person, and mm -hmm. his is the best one. His is it, the best one because see, Thomas Howell is dressed like a pimp, eating watermelon. And then telling his bitch to go get his heroin and hypodermic needle. Yeah. <laughs> go, go get your. What the fuck you looking at? What the fuck you looking at? Go get your fat ass and get my high, my heroin and hypodermic needle. Get me more watermelon. <laughs> the best scene in the movie. I know it's yeah. simple. I know it's easy to pick it. Well, yeah. Still the best scene in the film. It, when he's got sweat humor. all over him, what? and he's got a piece of bamboo in his mouth. And he's got sweat oh, yeah. all over him. And he's like, I never had a white woman. But I'm going to have one now. And she's like, ooh, the, the, he the mother. Bamboo, his, he, bamboo he, had a, he had a knife in his Was mouth. Was it a knife? Teeth. Okay. Knife between his teeth, yeah. The son thinks he's Prince. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, again, all the humor in this film was directed towards how stupid racism is and how bad it is and how hard it is for a black person to live in a racist America. Right. 
And and I even love, love the opening where, where uh, they're, they're first driving in. He's like, oh, you're going to have a great time. This is a great time for black people. It's the Cosby era. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And, uh, and that, that is such a white perspective. <laughs> well, I, I love that line coming from in the 80s. And then when you watch Hot Tub Time Machine, there's that one line where he says, this is a great time for black people. Well, I mean, our time, not now, the 80s. This is a horrible time for black people. I don't see a black person in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the hindsight is twenty twenty on that. Yeah. It really is. It's just like, yeah, you know, when we wrote that, yeah, man. Yeah. But, no. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I went into this not remembering much of the film. Just remember, you know, vague memories watching it. And, you know, again, like you said, it disappeared, so no one's ever really... It, it's not like it played on cable over and over again. It came out, it kind of went away. It, was it like... made, made $50 million at the box office for a $3 million investment. It was a, it was a hit. I'm surprised... I actually didn't check the numbers on what it made, uh, uh-huh. but that is a lot of money. Yeah. And, and as, as a matter of fact, I, I didn't even check to see if the director ever worked again because this was so controversial back then. It seems like he probably did. Well, oh I mean, okay, he's controversial, he's, but, but he's not still to the extent working we're... too, which is good. What? He's I'm still, sorry, I talked the, over the, you or you talked over me? I can't tell which. I don't know. <laughs> the director is still working, Steve Miner. So see Thomas Howell. Yeah, kind of. I mean, kind of. <laughs> He's kind of working. He's kind of working. Oh, wow. Steve Miner directed Lake Placid. It's pretty there cool. There you go. I like that. Well, it was interesting. I, I looked up a couple. I, I tried to look up interviews from the actors and, and uh, directors and such uh, when we do certain films, controversial films especially. And I found it was interesting. I, I found a couple interviews with C. Thomas Howell uh, based mainly on him work up in the Southland TV show mm-hmm. and getting a lot of uh, positive acclaim for that. So interviewers would go back and bring up other films. And a couple of them brought up Soul Man. And one thing I found is where he uh, he found it interesting that people kept saying that that was the film that ruined his career or tanked his career because he said, he said that's not the case. The film did well. It's the film that he made after this uh, that tanked his career. Which one was that? Was that the beach uh, one? He uh, No, no, that was a bit later. Um let me find it. I had it highlighted here, but he worked on a film that was supposed to be six months, and it took a um, it took a full year to make. Oh my and then God. it and then it was never released. Really? Uh, yeah, the role that killed my career was a movie I did with Elizabeth Taylor, directed by Franco Zeffirelli, called Young Tuscanini. It was supposed to be a six month dream, but it turned into a twelve month nightmare, and it ended up going into litigation and never came out. When I accepted that role, we thought it would be Oscar bound on many levels. And then once you do a movie for twenty million and it's unable to hit the screens, then people start to talk you up as that. Oh wow! So and he says he says because people say Soul Man told me take my career. Soul Man made fifty million dollars. It was a hit. It saved New World Pictures. New World Pictures was facing financial troubles. That film profited. They needed that money. It was a success on every level. Wow! Yeah, it was. That, uh, he played Arturo in that. It came out nineteen mm-hmm. or did it ever get released? Is it out now? Could I see it now? I, I don't know. I didn't look at that part up. Young Toscani. He said Toscanini. Toscanini. He's he, in this interview. He said it never came out. This interview is uh, back a, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, um, when he was doing Southland. A fanciful biopic of legendary conductor Arturo Toscanini as a very young man. See Thomas Howell, Elizabeth Taylor, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, Sophie Ward, John Reese Davies. Franco Nero is in it. Oh my god! <laughs> I gotta see so if I, I can get a hold of this. 
Yeah, so I thought that was interesting that he brought that up. It's like, yeah, no, that didn't. Everybody thinks it is because it was controversial, and then, and then all of a sudden he's not doing films. It's like, well, yeah, but that's not why. Uh, and just before this, the fil- and he even uh, he took this film after completing The Hitcher. Oh God, that's right. He did The Hitcher the same year. And I thought it was interesting because he said, "I just come off a very dark film, The Hitcher, and I and th- to do something light and comedic was a great relief, and this was a great script, so I took it." So and you know what's what interesting? Did. You know what brings that full circle? Because I just looked up the uh, Steve Miner's, you know, like his career. His first uh-huh. two movies were Friday the Thirteenth Part Two and Three, and then he does Soul Man. Oh, there you go. So I think they both needed a break. Yeah. <laughs> Especially so. from the Dream Warriors. Yeah, yeah. That was three, right? That was three, right? That's Dream Warriors? No. Friday the 13th. No? You're thinking of Friday Nightmare the 13th. Th- never mind. I, I got my franchises mixed up. Sorry. That's 3D. That's Jason 3D. Uh, yeah. That's that's probably that's probably the first. I, Friday the 13th hit two bottoms. The first was Friday the 13th in 3D. And then the second was Friday the 13th, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. Seven. Right. That was not seven, eight. So I'm actually looking at C. Thomas Howell's career after Young Toscanini. And, yeah, holy shit. Uh, Return of the Musketeers, Nightmare Classics. Uh, it was a TV thing. There was that beach movie called Side Out. Curiosity Kills, another TV movie. He did something called Kid, Deadly Nightmare. And it just goes on and on. Then he did a film called Breaking the Rules with uh, starring him, Jason Bateman, and Jonathan Silverman, which I actually just got my hands on a copy because it's only ever been released on Laserdisc. And it's yeah, a, I, I got a copy of that myself. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So I was like, when, whenever I see anything like that where it says Laserdisc, and I'm like, oh, uh-huh. shit, that means it, it's unattainable. Like, right. I've been trying to get my hands on a copy of My Demon Lover, forever oh tell me about it and i can't i I, and apparently there was a copy of it rolling around the internet at some point but it is even on torrent it is nowhere to be found no holly still has my dvd my rips she might have that i have to double check if you have that i need it i i will i will see if i have that some hidden somewhere um now also speaking of um going from like uh, Soul Man connected to bad uh, to films that ruined careers, right? Like um, like Tuscanini. Uh-huh. Uh, I also read that um, uh, Tim Robbins was originally up for the role in Soul Man, but <laughs> but he uh, he ended up not taking it because Howard the Duck went over went over in production. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, there, there's a movie that cost fifty million. <laughs> 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 and and just fucking bought like that was it, George Lucas's baby. You know, and normally I I hate trivia that involves oh this movie was uh, uh the, you know uh, uh you know Robert Robin Williams was considered for the role. They consider like thirty fucking stars for I every know. role. I think one of the they best just... ones is Tom Selleck is uh, Indiana Jones. He actually had the part but turned it down. Well, but you know they say, but but the thing is, like they they don't just go to one star and say, hey, will you do this? They usually go to like fifty stars, you know, twenty, sure. the top eight list. They go to all of them, so you can name any big film, and oh yeah, here's ten people that did. What get the they part. literally yeah. do is they think of this person is right, this person is right, all the way down the list, and then well, if the they get right. if they get so, one of them, then they've picked a person that they've envisioned in the part. It's not like they're saying. You know, we want George Clooney for this, and it's the wrong part for him. No, they're thinking he could actually pull right. it off. 
and again, that doesn't happen for every film, but no. a, a vast majority of these big films where the studios are making the calls, the studio's in on it too. So, well, you know, we need an A name, we need this. You know, look at all the films where they, they try to get somebody in the, in the film and say, no, 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 we need a big name. And so they end up losing, I mean, look at uh, Dogma by Kevin Smith. One, this is one of the few times I, I, I won't be speaking negatively of Kevin Smith on the show. <laughs> His Gene uh, <laughs> Garofalo was really the part, the, the, you know, the person to play the lead character. And they're like, no, no, we need a name. And so they bumped the What's-Her-Face into the fucking Dogma, who's the weakest link of that whole fucking film. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, I, I, don't know, I don't remember her fucking name. All I remember is that she's like the worst part of that movie because she, she... Yeah, I heard she was very difficult to work with. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kevin Smith said that, so go figure. But uh, No, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm on your side with all of that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, definitely. I, I remember reading that script like years before it came out. I'm surprised it even got made. So Linda Fiorentino. Yeah, horrible in that film. Horrible. Yeah. Totally not fit for that at all. It was just to put a name in the fucking seat. But that's what happened. So, yeah, a lot of people get turned down for roles or they turn down roles. It happens all the time. So I normally don't. I normally ignore that kind of trivia. But when I saw Tim Robbins had to stand how do Howard the Duck so he couldn't do it, it's like, oh, that's special. Oh, my God. She's almost 60. Good. How is that? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> how is she almost 60? You know, I'm not a raving Jeanine Garofalo fan either, but that role was fucking perfect for her. Yeah. And not only was it perfect for her, she ended up playing like a bit part next to her for five minutes. It was like just... I don't even know why Kevin Smith did that. It's like, well, I'll put you in the scene with her. So that's just like worse. It's like, okay, here's the person that stole your role and is shitty at it. I'm going to put you a couple scenes with them too, just for shits and giggles. Right. What the fuck were you thinking? He was thinking, I want to help my friend, or I want to give I want my, help my friend, friend a part. But st still, how bad, how how horrible must that have been? And what kind of I a mean, name was Linda Fiorentino at the time? I mean, what was I, the biggest thing she ever did back then? The biggest name that they could get besides George Men in Carver Black? And, uh, I mean, it's got to be Men in Black, right? And with all the other names in that field, you had Chris Rock, you had uh, George Carlin, uh, you know, uh, fucking Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, like, all of those names, like, oh, well, we, we can't have Judy Garofalo in that role. What the fuck? <laughs> Really? Yeah. yeah, Men in Black. That's the biggest thing she did right before Dogma. She's not even good in that. No. She's not. It's a bit character. She's good in it because she's barely in the film. That's the only reason she's good in that guy. I do not, I'm not a fan of hers. I had never seen anything about I, I, her that I she did. I would go out on a limb and say Janine Garofalo, uh, she did better things up until Dogma than Linda Fiorentino. Oh, Definitely. Let's see. Janine. For a while, she was working more than Ben Stiller. Yeah, and, well, she was in a lot of the stuff that he did. Well, but, I mean, besides him, I, but, yeah, that's what I mean. It was like, but, like, you know, there's a there's a while there where she was actually a bigger name than him. I mean, I think he, in my mind, at least, he fell back a bit. I mean, this is before he became America's uh, favorite mopey guy. Yeah, that's true. We do Night of the Museum 17 now. Yeah. Fucking shit. He, 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 you know what? I'm glad he's making money, but he sold his soul to fucking uh, Robert De Niro and the museum people. I, it's, you know, I, I've been I've been told by someone that I know that I don't believe that he's moving to Sayreville, New Jersey, because he likes it here. And I'm like, uh -huh. where did you get this information? Oh, I read it in the new, in the local paper. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I was told by someone I don't know that he's moving into my house. Really. Yes, See, that I believe before moving him moving to Sayreville. 
You haven't been to Phillipsburg in a while, have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, what did um, she... Okay, this is what she did up until Dogma. Uh, just to give you an idea. She did... Man, she did a lot more fucking movies than Janine Garof, uh, uh, uh Linda Fiorentino. She did films like Permanent Midnight, which was awesome. Clay Pigeons. Uh, the Minus yeah. Man. Thick as Thieves. 200 Minus Cigarettes. Man. All right. You know? And she was I'm, also I'm doing Mystery Men the same year. Right. All right. Uh, but that was Ben Stiller. Yeah. Uh, Minus Man. I, I, I saw Minus Man when it came out. That's like an early Owen Wilson film. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to get a copy of it because I watched it once and I thought it was god-awful horrible. But it's one of those films where, like, late, years later I'm reading reviews and people are calling it genius. And I'm like, maybe I missed something. Maybe I should watch it again. <laughs> maybe I was maybe I was expecting a normal film and I should give it a chance. So I'm, I'm like, all right, I've, maybe go back. Maybe I've, this never, was genius I've never I seen it. it. I have to watch it. Yeah, so that's on my list of, like, I have to revisit it because maybe I was wrong about calling it shit. Um... <laughs> See, I'm looking for Young Toscanini, and I'm wondering if I should be looking it up by the Italian name instead. Because I'm, uh, not, I'm not getting anything anywhere. Well, it was an American film, wasn't it? It was filmed in Italy, and it has an Italian name, so it might only be available um, that way. So doing a search well, again, for Young in Toscanini... Well, he might... said it was never released. <sighs> yeah. Because it was... Because it was tied up in litigation, so it's possible that that litigation held. It says, uh, well, you know what's interesting? It probably still is unreleased because on IMDb, I it's like a hundred and something people rated it. So, hmm, what's the Italian name? Young Toscanini. It's got a release date. October 1988 in Italy. Right. Italy and France. Italy, but language France. is English, so it, it's an English film. Correct. Denmark, Spain, and South Korea. Uh, original title is Il Giovane Toscanini. All right. Let's hmm. see if I can find yes, something. Yes, it was never released in America. God damn it. In yeah. Japan, it was just called Toscanini. Toscanini. Tuscanini. What else do you need? Tuscanini. Yeah. I'd love to have some Tuscanini. Sounds delicious. Mmm. Little little basil and, and uh dried tomato. Oh yeah. Although I can't eat dry I can't eat uh sun dried tomato lately. Bothers nope. bothers my stomach a little bit. No one asked you. Chili peppers in my gut. <laughs> no one did ask me. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Salt Man or what? Yeah, sure. So, so all I was saying was Soul Man, watching it now. It is so amazingly tame and so amazingly pro-black people, pro-anti... I mean, in, in a good way, anti-white people. I'm not making the accusation, oh, it's, it's a reverse racism, blah, blah, blah. It's it's in a good way, anti-white it, it, it's, it's a lesson people. learned. Yeah, it, it's it, like a lesson learned where even at the end, like like when he's explaining to James Earl Jones, like, it's like, oh, you know, and he, I love the part where James Earl Jones goes, uh, you learn something I can't teach my students. I, and I'm, I don't know what accent that fucking was. Just ignore me. <laughs> this is Dude. A, I, you, no, don't, you ever, don't ever try to do a I, James I, Earl Jones. I, I started to try and gave up, but something still came out, and I got it back up. I, I apologize for that. But James Earl Jones tells him, you learn something that I can't teach my students, uh, what it's like to be black. And then C. Thomas, I was like, no, sir. I don't know what it's like to be black. I could always go back. 
Right. If I don't I, like it, yeah. I can go. And back. I was like, I was like, holy shit! I, like that's like uh, that's like twenty percent of the argument I've heard from any civil, you know, like from uh, any Black Lives Matter uh, person about why white people suck. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like you, 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 you can't. And I actually, my favorite part of the whole film, uh, comedy wise, and there are some really funny lines in the film too. Uh, and, um, um, uh, Ari, Ari, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Ari Gross, Aria Gross, Aria, Aria. Aria Grow. The guy that plays his part, his uh, friend. Oh, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been in a ton of shit. I'm, I, sure. You know, uh, he was in. Uh, this director also directed the film House. House, yes. Which, oh, he was in House Two. Which he was in House Two, but right, that's one of the Steve Miner yeah. had nothing to do with House Two, other than maybe recommending this guy for the movie. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I mean, there's a lot of funny stuff. One of the, my favorite scenes in the film was when he that that white chick is. Is this trying an R-rated uh, movie, by the way? I never looked. Is it what? Is this an R-rated film, by the way? I never I, looked. I, I, I don't know. I, I only can't because hear I can't. I can't think of, over me being interrupted midstream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's PG-13, but they got like three fucks in there. Uh huh. Scantily clad women. No, but no nudity. But no nudity. Anyway, what I was saying was yes, you were saying. I'm sorry, I interrupt you. Not to say really. <laughs> just, just that it's so much of a buildup. Now it's not worth saying. But my favorite line was when the the uh, white girl is trying to sleep with him because she's like obsessed with sleeping with the black guy and civil oh, yeah. rights and stuff. And she says, you know, about uh, knowing what, what the struggle you people went through. And he like yells at her, "You have no idea what my people have been through." Like, what am I saying? <laughs> It immediately reminded me of um, of uh, tro- Tropic Thunder. Oh right. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? What do you mean? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> and now there's a film that also was controversial because of blackface, and then everybody shut the fuck up after they actually saw the film. Right. You know, because because the, the funny thing was I, that's what I love about Tropic Thunder before it came out because the controversy came out that oh, he's he's doing a black character. How come they get a black person for it? And then the movie comes out and the opening movie is about the controversy behind the character playing a black character. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, we're stupid. Never mind." <laughs> well, it just people just <laughs> like to complain about shit, and that's really well, all just, it comes down to. It was just they, they called it so far in advance. And it was like, yeah, it's not even. We're not even. We're not even copying reality. Reality's just copying us now, and you know, we we have copyright. That's right. Uh, there's it. nothing. If you play this film now, there's nothing wrong with this film. This is true. I, really, I, 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 if you like, when 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 uh, Spike Lee and Eddie Murphy came out against the film, what the fuck were they? By, oh, by the way, you know. Just for the record, Spike Lee can suck my white taint. Really, nigga? <laughs> really. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh-huh. You know, made a couple of films that were passable and then spends the rest of his career just complaining about anything else that comes out that he doesn't like. That's right. Fuck him. Ha! <laughs> Gay! Please stop. <laughs> this is too much fun because... You hate it so much. I don't hate it as much as like some of the sound clips you're using. Mm. That's all. Nigga, 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 nigga. I'm 100% nigga. Nigga, 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 nigga. I'm 200% nigga. Nigga, 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 n
that's something I would hear on Howard Stern. I would prefer you play a clip from um, what? from uh, um, the fucking what's that movie we, we uh, reviewed? Um, JD's Revenge. Oh well, yeah. See, that that's what this is going to become. It's not gonna. Right. It's not gonna become these. This this is just me having fun with you. <laughs> yes. But yes. Uh, whenever we watch films, I'm gonna be you know as I take notes already. Now I'm probably gonna be looking for great sound clips. Like I didn't have time for it because I just set this up today. But mm-hmm. I would have had the bitch go get my heroin and and, and syringe. I would have had that for tonight. <laughs> You know, and give me more watermelon while you're at it, you fat white ass. <laughs> I would have. There's got to be some Lou Gossett on there. Of course. Drinks at the bar. Day free. Day free. <laughs> we eating here. <laughs> Although that's that's actually more me <laughs> pretending to be black. He's actually more calm in the film. He's like, yeah. He's like, we're eating here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm like, we eating here. <laughs> that's you being totally racist, right? <laughs> Completely. <laughs> Uh, but there's nothing racist about Soul Man, except possibly just the mere concept of blackface mm-hmm. taken totally out of context. That's the only part of this film that's offensive. Yeah. And yeah, and it really, every, the rest of it is—it's so blatantly uh, positive in its message, and so blatantly anti-racism, and so blatantly trying to show. How what people black people have to go through in white society? It is so blatantly on the side of black Americans that yeah. Where's the argument? (laughs) You'd have to be fucking. uh, You'd have to. There's no way you could make a logical argument against this. You just end up sounding like an idiot. I'm wondering. Um, this has. I don't believe this has been formally released on uh, Blu-ray yet. I think it's only been. You can only get it on iTunes and YouTube and places like that. I think it was released on. I saw. I I want to say it was released on DVD. Yeah. A DVD cover, maybe of this release as a double feature with eighteen again. Oh, okay, but I believe it was also released as a standalone. I'm just. I'm just saying what I saw. That's all. I'm, I'm. That's all I'm saying is like I saw that somewhere. It was funny. I, I took out my notebook for this. I was like, oh, I'm going to have notes for this. The only notes I had was no, my, my little have lengthy rant. What? I didn't have many either. I, I had the, my one lengthy rant on the college tuition. That took me 15 minutes. And then I had my, my favorite quote. And then I, I mentioned the fact that the film has three 80s montages. Basketball, studying, and taking a test. <laughs> well, you got to have the, the 80s montage. Yeah. I like it when... Uh, because that scene is on now when he's introduced to Julia Louise Dreyfus and her whatever boyfriend who's going to Boston University and trying to transfer to Harvard and he's just swaying side to side like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> really bad, yeah. Ow. Oh. Right, that, that, may, that may be the one questionable moment of the film where even I was like, eh, why are you doing that? <laughs> I thought it was interesting though that it seems like besides outside of Seinfeld, right. uh, 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 Julia Ruiz Dreyfus apparently, uh, I think primarily p- plays rich twats in films. Well, she has experience because I believe she's part of the uh, the Dreyfus family, the, that the yes. billionaire Dreyfus family. Uh huh. So it came pretty natural. I, 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 she's my she's one of my favorite parts of um, uh, Christmas, Christmas vacation. vacation. Oh yeah. yeah. Why is the carpet all wet, Margot? I don't know, 
Oh no, I got that backwards. Holy shit! A little <laughs> dyslexia from Joey. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and then, of course, then she played the totally uh, crooked lawyer in um, uh, Arrested Development. Yep. Yeah, no, she's never played a likable character, uh, and I'm including Seinfeld in that too. Not a likable character. Well, no. What the season finale just pretty much showed them as unlikable, bad people. And that's why the show ends the way it does. The, the biggest joke ever perpetrated on the American viewing public of television was making a show about four unlikable people and everybody liking them. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, they don't get the joke. What, why, why are they horrible? I don't get it. Why are they in jail? Because so you, 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 at that point, they realize it's like Steve Martin with his, his, his uh, fake comedian routine. Right. And then like it became popular, even though it was like a joke. It's like Seinfeld is like the joke everyone fell for, not realizing the joke. And so I, it's at a certain point, they all had to been just like every episode was just like, I think it's what broke Seinfeld. I think it's why he never did anything after the show, besides the fact he was so filthy rich he didn't need to. Yep. I, I think amazing. that sucked all the joy of life out of him. Because every time you see him after Seinfeld now, he's just like this very sullen, quiet person. I, I, I think it just sucked any joy of comedy out of him. Just I wanna, just the fact that no I, one I wanna, got the joke. I want to say that I see the complete opposite. What do you mean? I... I see a lot of interviews with Seinfeld, uh, Jerry Seinfeld and whatnot, and he seems pretty content, pretty happy. Uh, but but not. Funny. He's not creating comedy the right. way he That's was back he's, then. There's no. Even when you see him like doing like those commercials and stuff, he's dead. He's dead. There's nothing there. He's never. I mean, I remember when he first started doing stand up, like his first HBO special or Showtime special. Right. You know, back before Comedy Central and all that shit. <laughs> I mean, uh,. It's just I, I just feel like there's part of me wants to believe or, or believes that that Seinfeld being so successful just destroyed him, just just tore the heart out of his soul. <laughs> Maybe. Or at least I'm hoping that. So when he's like you know moving his his car collection around, he cries every now and then. It makes me sleep a bit better. I, I don't night. fucking think that's happening. He's moving <laughs> he's moving his car collection around, but he's not crying. <laughs> he's having a great time. <laughs> I like to think like a tear rolling down his cheek every now and then while he's comparing like car elevator schematics with uh, Jay Leno and Mitt Romney. It's just like <laughs> just that single tear says, I just wanted to be funny, but no one got the joke. Uh, so Soul Man and 18 again were released uh, as a DVD combo. Told you. Um, not answering that. Uh, sorry. I, I, I don't know who's calling, but... I uh, we're not taking live calls tonight. Um, yeah, but, but we're not. It's just we're just not doing that tonight. Uh, but Soul Man and Eighteen Again were released as a DVD combo, uh -huh. and uh, it doesn't seem to have been released any other way. And that was in two thousand and eleven. So, but it took that long to get a DVD release up until that point. I mean, Laserdisc and VHS was the only way you could see this movie. And DVD came out in 95, so it uh, took 16 years it's <laughs> for just it to come part out. part of their catalog, and they yeah. probably just rolled it out with a bunch of other stuff just to fill the gaps. That's all. Yeah. I get it, the film did well, and then after it did well, everybody's like, oh, all right, but there was controversy, so let's like just like pretend it never happened, and which is a shame because it's a funny movie. As far as 80s comedies go, it's one of the better ones. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what? The the scene at the dinner table is on, and 
I want to say that the person on this little screen that the kid was watching was Little Richard, but yeah. but he's Prince on the table. <laughs> I think it was. I thought it was Prince on the. On the no, table. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm really sure that it's Little Richard on the screen, the little screen. But I think what Prince probably said, "No, you can't use my likeness." <laughs> I got my my motherfucking movie Purple Rain's coming out next year. You can't use my likeness. I'm almost positive it's Little Richard. <laughs> He's not listed in the credits, but I'm sure if we go to the credits, that they they always have to mention like uh, where they get that kind of stuff. Oh, really? So if, yeah, so at the end credits, it probably right mentions if I go it somewhere. Back a little bit. There we go. I'll pause it on the screen for everyone. Yeah, that looks a lot like Little Richard to me. That is definitely... I'm, I have it paused on the screen. That is definitely not Prince. I, I, I have a Prince expert messaging me right now telling me that you are wrong. It is definitely Prince. It ain't Prince. It, it, you're, you're, you are in, a, in for a world of hurt because the, <laughs> the prince, this, this Prince expert is infallible. Infallible? It is infallible. It is definitely Prince. Oh, my God. Infallible. I have it on good authority. Sure so, about that. So how that come? So how come on the screen? On the screen, it looks like Little Richard, but on the table, it looks like Present Prince, <laughs> which is weird because it's thirty years later. Maybe, maybe, maybe because you just your eyes aren't working that well. No, nah, I don't think so. It it is purple. I'm told it's purple velvet Prince. On the TV. There's no way that's fucking Prince. That, 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 I'm, I'm, the his, expert his, has his spoken. His face is too fucking full. It, the, the, it is Prince. Dude, he Prince has not. He he looks exactly the same from that era to to, to just before he died. Yeah, it's Prince. <sighs> I don't think it's Prince. I know you don't think it's Prince, but I have it on good authority. I really that don't think that's Prince. Anyway, can you still hear me? I can hear you fine. Okay, just double checking. Okay. I'd like to know who this expert is after the show. The expert said, "Suck it, Joey." So what? <laughs> what? <laughs> How about no? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not gonna suck it. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm double checking the end credits just in case they have any mention. Again, usually if they have any kind of likeness on the screen, they mention it in the credits. See, this is so. what's wrong with today's society. There's a button on here for the soundboard that just says Deadpool song. Instead of the actual song title, because it's a real fucking song, but yeah. this generation don't know that. <laughs> They're like, I'm, oh, that's the song from Deadpool. I love that song. Yeah, but that, that I'm, I'm cool with that. I want to shoot, baby. They could have did salt and pepper, salt and pepper, shoop. I I I, pref I prefer uh, the Deadpool song. Deadpool too. song. Stop yeah. it! Stop it! Stop defending them. <laughs> hmm. I'm I'm not seeing anything mentioning the actual screen. Uh, again, usually they have like a, a little copyright thing because of the. I guess they didn't start doing that till the 90s. Yeah, maybe that's why it was unreleased because Prince didn't allow it. 
I don't think so. Prince has a good sense of humor. Sure. He does, but he really has a... Did you ever watch that uh, that like 30-minute segment that Kevin Smith did? Uh, it was at one of his Q&As, and they asked him... This is like 20, 20 years ago. They asked him about a documentary that he filmed for Prince that will never see the light of day, and he explained the whole thing. And he basically said that he called Prince because he wanted to use a song in Chasing Amy, and I think the song was like The Prettiest Girl or something like that. And mm-hmm. Prince basically said... No, you can't use it. But he asked Kevin Smith to direct this documentary for him anyway, and Kevin Smith said okay, because he thought at some point that he might have been able to get the song, but he genuinely was a fan of Prince and said, fuck it, I want to do this anyway, and maybe I can get the song anyhow. And through all of that, Prince never released a documentary. It went into his vault of stuff, which apparently he's got like a 100 years of music, original mm-hmm. music, unreleased music videos, full-produced music videos that no one has ever seen he could literally release music they said for a hundred years like an album a year Mm -hmm. for the next hundred years and it would be like he was never gone full produced videos the whole nine and he he wouldn't give kevin smith the song (laughs) but one thing that he did say was that prince did have a sense of humor but he was very um yeah just ask chappelle dave chappelle uh, Charlie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the best skits they ever did was Prince uh, playing basketball with Charlie Murphy. <laughs> we uh, Well, they, they had it on like the, the um, uh, Tonight Show or whatever uh, that Prince released an album with Chappelle as Prince on the cover. Yes. Yeah, as a single, I without saw... telling him. Just like use his, his, Im- his, his image <laughs> without right. telling him, asking permission or anything. It just... Chappelle's like, yeah, you win. Well, he was like, what am I going to do? Sue the guy that yeah. I did a parody of for using a picture of me as him? It's like, I can't do it. <laughs> I actually saw that interview. It was pretty good. <sighs> see, I'm, I'm looking online to see if there's, if there's any video of uh, Prince in the film and if it is, in fact, Prince. It's Prince. Well, C. Thomas Howell is supposed to be Prince, but... It's Prince. I don't know. Don't look like him to me. Well, you know, that's because you're racist and they all look alike to you. Wow. If they looked all alike, I wouldn't be making the fucking argument that it looked like (laughs) Little Richard instead. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. You can't tell the difference. (laughs) Uh, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. Do you enforce them? No, not really. Not really. I didn't think you did. You wouldn't do yeah. that to me. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, long story short, it's a funny film. I uh, like. I enjoyed it. I, I thought hey, I was oh going to challenge you a real shit fest, and and I just it turned out I was. I really enjoyed the film. I don't have uh, now. By a, the way, a lot um, bad to say about it. The one thing I do find in the film that's a little racist is they have Ray Dong Chong, who's like one of those black girls that that's uh, like has traditionally white features, so it's okay to be have her be sexy in a film. Well, she's half white, so. That That's what I'm saying. She's like one of those. She's like she's like a, a white. A, she's like a black actress that white American could be comfortable with because she looks because she has like you know subdued right. facial. You know what I'm trying to say. White America would Surprise, fuck right on motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Um, what I find so that was I found that a little racist that they picked her as the black representation. 
She uh, was pretty. And, uh, she was pretty. Uh, you know, she was working a lot. She was pretty hot at the time. Uh, uh, she, oh yeah. Oh, there's you know, with her father. You know, you know, being um, uh, Tommy Chong and all that. So yeah, I liked it when she hit that stage where every film she was in, she died. That was fun. <laughs> there was like a nice period there. If she was in a film, you knew she wasn't making it to the third act. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't one of them, of course. Um, uh, but interestingly enough, C. Thomas Howell ended up marrying her. Oh really? Then divorcing her a year later. Oh well, who saw that? They were married of? in '89, and then they got divorced in '90, and then he married somebody else later, and they've been married ever since. So I guess they were dating up until their marriage because they made think, the film three years prior. Yeah, I think they, I think they met during the film, that and makes, that was where they started seeing each other. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was wait a minute. No, uh, that's wrong. I was like, was what? she in Red Dawn? But her name is Ray Dong. Dong Chong. <laughs> Red Dong Chong. Red Dong Chong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think she was in Red Dawn. No, she was not. I, I don't believe that she was. <laughs> Ray Dong Chong. I mean, and, the, and the film doesn't really pull much. But I, I like when he gets arrested for uh, swerving. Yeah, I said that scene was just on. <laughs> and then, it's not like you. What are you going to do? Arrest me? <laughs> like they detain him eighteen hours without any formal charges. Right. And then they, with the baseball games, how did the game goes, buddy? It's like we lost to a bunch of niggers. It's like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, this isn't going to go well for you, is it? It's just, but I mean, it was really the film's unflinching at really just portraying that America suck. You know, white America sucks for black people. Right. I. And and uh, if it's gotten any better, I'm, I'm sure it's probably a little better at Harvard. Maybe I don't know, but I, uh, I would imagine uh, they only care about the color of your money. If they made this film today, there would be complaints that it's too tame. Yeah, sure, definitely. I, w- I want to see the one where, like, where the cop shoots him, gets him out of the car. <laughs> well, I lost my license. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> wow. Wow! What? Like that's not that's unreasonable? Uh, it, you know what? Um, yeah, no, it's totally reasonable. Did you see the one in the news yesterday? The black guy got shot. It was uh, um, a um, a, psych- a psychological counselor, psychiatric counselor. No. He he's on the ground, on his back, hands raised. The cop shot him in the leg. <laughs> and he even asked the cop, "Why'd you shoot me?" And the cop said, "I don't know." <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Exactly. And I, I love the interview with the guy because he said, I wasn't scared because I don't have a gun. I'm not. I'm unarmed. It's not like he's going to shoot me. Then he shot me. <laughs> and, and, and he's next to this, um, the, it was like an autistic guy or a mentally handicapped guy yeah. from the place where he works that had wandered into the street playing with his toy truck. So sitting, so he's on the ground on his back with his hands in the air. Next to them, there's a 23-year-old man playing with a toy truck yelling, shut up. And the cop shot the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> this shouldn't be as, as comical yeah, he, as you're making it out to be. Uh, I mean, the the best part of the whole thing is even if even if the cop mistook the toy truck for a weapon, he wasn't holding it. <laughs> he shot the wrong guy. So yeah, I, I, I police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back because I'm brown. Ah. C. Thomas Howell should have t- been shot in this film. 
in order they would have to change if they remade this today it would be so fucking brutal it'd be scary yeah this film is so tame to be it, controversial it is pretty tame it, it, it hindsight is always 2020 and i it just looking back at this film now i would imagine anyone that did see it back then and then watched it now would just what the fuck was i thinking well, I, I don't what? think anybody that was against the film back then actually saw it. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a scene where he gets in the elevator and looks at a white old lady, and she takes her purse off her shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> or how about when he walks in on his parents, and the first thing the father does is, Get back, honey. <laughs> I'll take care of this. <laughs> I, like when, I like when he leaves, like, I think he had a knife. <laughs> <laughs> and again, yeah, all right. Con- all right, if you want suspension of disbelief. Somebody comes in that looks just like their son in his clothing, but it's black and they don't recognize him. I, I get it. Yeah, all right. It's not realistic. It's it's humor to illustrate a point about oh, exactly. upper-class white America. Yeah, so you, you can't... Yeah, sure. They're not encountering black people unless... Uh, they're just not encountering them. Oh, sure. The Three Stooges are funny, but anybody taking a blow to the head with a hammer like that would have died instantly. They'd be like, come on, let's be a little more realistic. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> I, no, the Muppets are funny, but a bear working with a frog? They, they, I, it's I don't just see not, this. It's and just, how, just not and how are the animals talking? Dude, shut the fuck up. Did you see they did not... They did not... They um, did not renew the Muppet show. Uh, what the fuck? Dude. That, was, that show was hilarious. I know. Hilarious. They did it... I was amazed that they redid the Muppets and did it well. And of course, it wasn't good enough for, for, for this fucking country. This fuck, fucking country. fuck all you deserve, Trump. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, it's, it's, yeah, it's okay. Soul Man. So no, I, honestly, anybody who was against the film back when it came out, Spike Lee never saw the movie. He heard blackface and he and he and he reacted. Sure, I would imagine even if uh, if Spike Lee saw this now, he probably would be like, eh, he'd probably just go meh. He he'd make up some kind of gobbledygook. He he there'd be there'd be one some long. He'd be like the asshole that from like from the college I went to. The fucking guy walks around carrying an onk. Uh, just like just just he'd spout some babble about uh, um, white culture, white subversive culture, blah blah blah. And the oh, the end game would just be just the fact that there's white people and it makes it racist. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, that college by the way is Goddard. That is. Yeah, I'm yeah, done. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Like uh, they, 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 the last nail in the coffin for them. I'm done making excuses for them. Fuck them. I, I earned my degree, but uh, the college is a fucking jo- uh, joke as far as administration and and uh, everything. Great teachers and everything, but as far as the school goes, if, if you want to deal with, if, if if you're not into uh, social justice and and hating white people, you might want to give them a pass. Sure. Sorry, that's for the bachelor's degree. Master's degree program, I hear, is much different. Oh. <laughs> James Earl Jones. Man, he's... Holy shit. He's Yeah, eight. James Earl Jones, blatant racist. He was in the film. Total racist. I, I, I would love to see, like, James Earl Jones talking to Spike Lee about the film. I want to see who wins that discussion. James Earl Jones is 85. Jesus. Yeah, there, there's a professional actor who's... What? Still going strong. Yeah, but there's a professional actor who was like alive during those worst parts of American racism that Spike Lee only like does films about. Right. I I I'd love to have J- James Earl Jones and Spike Lee back then 
with their like you know oh so you know how, what do you think about this film and it's like oh it's racist and James I, I just like to see James Earl Jones like verbally bitch slap him for thirty minutes <laughs> on, on what's racist. Can you believe that he's he's never won an Oscar for acting in any way? He's gotten an honorary like, award in two thousand and twelve. Dude, fuck the Oscars. Of course he hasn't. That's they, they, crazy. The, the Oscars don't recognize good acting. Russell Crowe won for Gladiator. I rest my case. He's only been nominated one time for an acting role, and that was The Great White Hope in 1970. Mm-hmm. Not even Spartacus. I mean, fuck, voice work alone in Star Wars, I would have nominated him. Sure. I mean, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Well, again, fuck the Oscars. Seriously. Um... So, do we want to rate Soul Man? Let's go ahead and rate it. On IMDb, it's at 5.1 with 6,000 votes. I think that's a little low. I agree. Amazingly low. Yeah, I think that's a little low. How, how high would you want to go with this? <sighs> Nothing higher than a 7. I agree. Um, I could, I, 6 for sure, but I'm trying to talk myself into a 7 somehow. You know what I want to talk into a 7 for? That there's no real... I mean, even though there's sexual um, content, I, I love the part where he's talking about, well, you know, um, after she sleeps with him, oh, well, right. some stereotypes aren't true, like penis size. He's like, oh, He's like, what? <laughs> I what? mean, you see it coming a And you can see in his away, face, he's like, fun. I thought I had that going for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, if she slept, in him, uh, slept with him and he was white, she probably would have been more than happy. <laughs> for, I honestly, I, 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 I would say plus a star for any teen comedy in the 80s that does not have graphic sexual content. Seriously. Yeah. How, it's, how many, it's only, how many it's only PG-13 because of all the fucks that they had. Right. I mean, this is actually, this is like a PG comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a very touchy, controversial subject, I thought handled very well. Uh, I Agreed. I think just for that alone, it deserves a 7. Let's do it then. Yeah. A very underrated comedy that really should have more uh, attention than now, than it does. Uh, and then demographics. You're gonna love demographics the demographics. Demographics aren't split by black and white, unfortunately, so we can't get those, um, those numbers here. Uh, but um, oh, this is kind of interesting. Let's there see. were only two female, uh, only two males under the age of 18 that rated it, and it's uh, 7.5 average for them. Wow. And only three females under 18 who saw it, and they gave it 7.3. So there you go. America's youth now, this age's youth, get the film. They get it. Any IMDb staff? Uh, IMDb staff? No. No. Yeah. One. Yeah, one. one. And he gave a six. Uh, it's very safe. That's safe. It is a safe one. We we're not safe, are we? No. 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 Uh, and then the lower demographics, pretty much anybody thirty or older or, or over, gave it like a five, at, on average. Yeah, because they probably saw that. I saw that when I was a kid. I hated it. Or yeah, I remember. And when I, I came haven't watched. I haven't watched it since. I, I, yeah, so the younger people actually like this film more, um, which is surprising because you would think they would think it was too tame considering all the crazy stuff coming out now. Uh, you know those kids today. Those kids today. Those hipsters. Fucking hipsters. <laughs> um, now, my challenge to you. Ah. Uh, I have a, a challenge, and then I have a backup challenge in case we can't find that challenge. Okay. Because the initial challenge is... Um, uh, a bit hard to find. 
Can I guess? I thought. Any? Um. Yeah. Go ahead and guess. So okay, Soul Man. Hard to find. You're not gonna get it, but go ahead. Any hints? I am sticking to the concept of race. 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 It's like it's not Dolomite, is it? <laughs> I am sticking to the concept of changing race. Chain. Oh boy. So is this a body swap movie? No. No. Okay, because I was gonna go with the one with Denzel Washington and Bob Hoskins. That's not a body swap movie. You're right. It's not. He just gets his heart, but it's in it his ghost follows him around. That's yeah. not a body swap film. Yeah, that's crit. That's um, what was that called? Heart condition, right? Heart condition or heart and soul? Heart condition. I think it's heart condition. I think you're right. Yeah, heart condition. I'm right. What? There's a film called Heart and Soul that I keep thinking is that movie. Heart and Soul is Robert Downey Jr. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, where he he's a ghost. Yeah, different film entirely. Still ghost though. Maybe that's why I keep getting it mixed up. That's possible. They are both ghosts. Anyway, I right. watched. I, you know, and that would have been a that would have been that would have been a good challenge too. I haven't watched Heart, uh, uh, Heart Condition in a long time. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, that's back with Denzel sporting the mustache. He's sporting, yep. Yep. That's uh, post Oscar Denzel. What was, what was his first film again? What was the name of that? That was um. Denzel's very first film. Carbon Never. Copy. I was trying to think of it the other day, and I just thought of it now. Carbon Copy. Okay. That was his first film. Hard to find. Swapping yeah. races. <sighs> and he, he, they gave him money to get braces because of that film. Oh, really? Um, teeth. Can Remember you give reading me, that. Can you give me an with actor? George Siegel, 1981, with George Siegel. That's right. What? Yeah. Can you give me an anyway. actor in the film? Because I'm running, what? I'm running low on gas as far as guessing it. All right, for the for my initial challenge, the the uh, director, director of the film, okay. I will give you is Melvin Van Peebles. Oh fuck, I I know it. I I just don't know the title. Uh, I I know it, but I don't know the title. The actor is Godfrey Cambridge. Godfrey Cambridge. I, I don't. You could tell me all the actors now. I know the film. I just don't know the title. <laughs> the name of the it's a nineteen seventies film. Yeah. By the name of Watermelon Man. <laughs> I've seen posters for it. <laughs> It's a it's a very uh, um, under underrated film right. about a white man who wakes up one morning. He's like a white class middle class uh, man, male with a wife and two kids, business job, uh, selling insurance. And one morning he wakes up and finds himself black. That's right. I've and never it, I've never actually seen the movie. And and it's it's Godfrey Cambridge dressed uh, may, would make up as a white person. Uh, in the first part, and then he turns black later, and then like the whole town turns against him. So do you, a a, do you have a you have a backup film? You said in case we can't right. get our hands on it. I, I mean, ha now you can you can pay to watch it on YouTube. No, not gonna right. do that. I I thought I had a copy. It didn't work, so I'm still looking for a copy. I thought I had a hard copy, but I don't. Uh, so I'm trying to find the film. Uh, I think you can pay for see it on Amazon as well. It's like a, a couple places have it for pay. Uh, if we can't get a copy of that, that we don't have to give those fuckers money. There isn't an uh, alternate title, right? No, it's Watermelon Man. Okay, only, only title. I mean, maybe known as the Watermelon Man, but it's still Watermelon Man. <laughs> uh, the um, the backup would be White Chicks. Oh dear God! 
because we're still dealing with black people being white, white people being black, yep. so they both fit my theme. White chicks. And I, I if if we if we can't get white chicks, we'll do white man's burden. But I'm pretty sure we can get white chicks. White man's burden. I saw that in a movie theater. I think I saw it with you. Yeah, you know what? Me. Uh, did we see it together? I'm almost I don't know positive we, we saw it t- that together. We must have, because I saw it in the theater too, and that's too weird of a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> we must have seen it together. And what's funny is I still do that with my fries, where I put salt and pepper in the ketchup, f- because I learned it from that movie. That's the smartest it's, it's thing in that film. a great fucking idea. Smartest thing in that film. And even Harry Belafonte, he's like, that's a pretty fucking good idea. And you know, and I, even though I don't like the movie and think the concept is stupid and doesn't prove anything, I, I you have to give John Travolta special credit for being told to play a black person as right. a white person and actually pulling it off. What did I do? Yeah, <laughs> it's like and and, and talk about a role that is just immediately like, oh, I'm fucked no matter what I do. Well, really, how how do I do that? He I, he pulls it off. I mean, John Travolta, say what you want, when he's not doing stupid ass shit, he is a good actor. I can get the I can get Watermelon Man from my local library on DVD. Oh, you if you can do that, we're sold because it's it's really hard to find. Matter of fact, I can. Oh shit, it's checked out at that library. Can you get their address? (laughs) Yes, I can. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) no, 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 Joey. You say no, I can't, and then oh no, 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 I I I can't get that address. I I have no idea where the film is. Stop it. Uh, but it is at the Franklin Lakes Public Library, and yeah, I have no reason to go to Franklin Lakes tomorrow, but oh, okay, you know what? Shit, this just came out. Like, Franklin Lakes Library only got this May of this year. Really? Yeah, so either it's a recent purchase, or it just recently was available, made available on DVD. Hmm. That's interesting. Maybe I'll go to Franklin and- Lakes and get it tomorrow. And, and I think this is—I don't think this is going to be a bad movie review. I think it's going to be a good movie review because this is a, a really class. But it's '70s and it's, it's kind of odd, and you, you, there's really not another film like it. So I think it'd be worth a reviewing. Right. And if not, White Chicks will work too. Now, wait a minute. You said Godfrey Cambridge is in it. Yeah. How come it says the publisher date? Okay, publisher date says 2004, 1988. But you said it's from 1971? 1970. Shit, alright. They didn't remake this shit, did they? I'm almost positive they did not remake Watermelon Man. I mean, it, the, the, what I'm looking at, it says that, it, yeah, introduction by Mary, Melvin Van Peebles. Fine, it's, it's the movie. So these dates that they have on it, here it is, uh, originally produced in 1970. Fine. Never mind. Forget I said anything. Already forgotten. Already forgotten. 98 minutes rated R. Oh, yeah. One minute, man. I'll get my hands on it in one way or another. I tell you, one of the the funniest things about the film for me, Godfrey Cambridge playing a white guy is fucking hysterical. (laughs) <laughs> just just uh, it's obnoxious fucking asshole he fucking nails it <laughs> just hands down if you hate white america that's why <laughs> he, <laughs> he just he fucking na- there's nothing there's nothing illegitimate or it's just fucking great and it's, it's a great movie <laughs> well there is a dvd rip out there in the ether 
the one I grabbed didn't work. So if you grab it and work, send it to me. Where'd you find yours? I'm not. I'll, I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> oh come on, Pashaw. What? No, nothing. Oh, fuck, I hate this shit. I'll do it later. What'd you do? No, nothing. I'll do it later. All right. All right. So we good? I think so. I think we're good. I think we. Yeah. Go, I think just, we go gonna, ahead go and end, the... end this bitch. Yeah, we could end this so I can go read the leaked text of uh, of uh, Trump's acceptance speech. <laughs> <laughs> How much is plagiarized? Do we know? <laughs> you can't plagiarize. Four Trump, score and seven years ago. What the fuck? <laughs> what the? Dude, this dude, sounds I, so familiar. Holly turns to me. There's like two nights ago. We're sitting there, and she just turns to me, and uh, uh, she just says, "He's gonna win, isn't he?" <laughs> I was like, "I told you this a year ago. What? Why is everybody acting surprised?" <laughs> the reality's just setting in. Everybody's like, "Holy shit!" He because she she's like, "He's gonna be Hillary, isn't he?" It's, like, uh, it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really, you know, obviously my vote. I know you joke about it, and I don't. I don't. I, I don't know if you're actually going to to do it because he is the president. This country deserves. Like, he for is. real. Um. You know what I feel like? But I like don't right now? I don't think I could ever waste my vote on him. You know what I feel like watching this whole thing with Trump? Remember 2012, Woody Harrelson's character? Yeah. He's on top of the hill. And then the, 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 the volcanoes and explode and the fires are gonna come down. It's like <laughs> I think the front just just on the front lines watching Armageddon. I feel like him right now. This <laughs> <laughs> like bring it on. If it's gonna go, I wanna fucking see this. <laughs> Did you watch that Jim Jeffries, uh, that thing, that the video I sent you? Yes, I did watch that. Yeah, that. I mean, that, that he was... nails it. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I, I love his comedy, so maybe I'm a little biased. I'm, but... I'm iffy on him. He's okay. No, he's, awesome. he's I, awesome. I like a harder edge to my comedians. That's just me. You need harder than Jim Jeffries? I mean, I only I only sent you like a five or six minute clip. You should. I, I watched some of his before. Just, he meanders a bit too much for me. Uh, I love him. I think he's. I great. don't know. Anyhow, um, <laughs> but, he's like uh, Eddie Izzard, but without the with, without the manic part. See, I'm not as big. I'm not a big Eddie Izzard fan. I like him, I can, but I I'm not a I'm, I'm I have my pluses and minuses with him too. I'm just saying when you it, it, he reminds me of Eddie Izzard, but subdued. Like if you took Eddie Izzard and calmed him the fuck down. <laughs> Well, he, have, he is a little manic, so yeah, I, I get that. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, I think his com- uh, I think Jeffrey's comedy was a little different when he was uh, a junkie, so that, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's kind of uh, leveled out a bit. Sure. He's, he's got a kid, married, all that stuff, uh-huh. and he's clean. That's the difference. Oh, um, speaking of movies and speaking of comedies, real quick, uh, yeah. have you seen that film called Entertainment? No. It's uh, by the same guy that did the film, the comedy. Which was kind of controversial when it came out. I don't think I saw that either. Uh, entertainment. It's it's Greg Turkington. Uh, it's a very very. It's one of those films that that most people that watch it hate it. Oh really? But it's one of those films that it's one of those films that after I watch it, I have to like look up interviews and stuff and read about it to see what I don't get <clears throat> and see if I understand the fi- need to understand the film more that kind of thing. Got it. 
Um, I'm not recommending it, hmm. but I'd like your take on it. And, and we'll put it this way. I liked it enough that I found it interesting enough to read about it, but I couldn't bring myself to watch the other film by the same director because I was afraid to be just like it. I couldn't take that much in one night. Got it. So entertainment made in 2015. I would love anybody else that's listening that's seen that. I would love your feedback on that film because it's it's a polarizing movie. I'm gonna have to check it out now. And if if you if you have if you know someone who's pregnant or you are pregnant, you might not want to watch it. Oh boy. There's a scene. There's a scene. There's a scene. There's a scene. Yeah, there's a scene. And this is a movie, not a documentary. This is a movie. This is a movie. Okay. What about people who have been pregnant? Um. Probably not a good not, idea. If, no, yeah, that's fine. As long as you're, they're not currently carrying it, it'll probably be okay. I think I'll watch that one alone. You might. <laughs> I, I think no matter what, you want to watch this one alone. Okay. Uh, just so you don't have to explain yourself. Okay. Should should I should I avoid adding it to my Plex account? No, no, but but like I would never tell my mother watch this. Okay. Because I would get angry phone calls. <laughs> angry, angry phone calls. Got it. This this is definitely in the realm of yeah, my parents shouldn't watch this. Okay. Not because it's bad, but because it's definitely not for them. Good to know. Yeah. No. I, I watch this alone. Holly's not watching this film. No, okay. I don't need her yelling at me for two hours. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> it's, it's that kind of movie. Got it. All right, let's go ahead and end the show. About time. Let's, yeah, it's about time. <clears throat> I've been anyway. watching a lot of movies lately, so I'm just trying to catch up on that kind of stuff. I haven't. Uh, I, I get my I, films I lately from... No. Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, I get my films from doing the, sh- the podcast, actually. Um, and then I throw a couple of films in there whenever I can. Anyway, thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Movie Sucktastic, episode 215. <laughs> We've been doing this shit for a long fucking time. Fuck Please, yeah. Fuck yeah. Please go to our website at moviesucktastic.com and go ahead and download any of our shows. Listen to them right from the website or watch it live every Thursday at 8 o'clock as hopefully you're doing right now. You can go to iTunes and you can download the show or listen to the show right from there as well. If you want to leave us voicemail, which I renewed for another year, so let's get some fucking voicemail. Come on. Uh, that The number for that is 908-514-4470. If you want to email us, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. If you want to go to our Tumblr page, it's moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. If you want to go to our Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. If you want to download the free app that we have for your Android phone or tablet, you can. Everything that I just mentioned is in it. You can listen to the show from it. You can see movie posters, all kinds of fun stuff. Our Twitter feed, it's all there. It's 100% free. Get it. And if you want to do a general search for us in your favorite search engine, Scott likes Google. Google it. Just do a search for Movie Sucktastic and we're all over the fucking place. So, now that we've done, do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? <laughs> no? No? No, because no. <laughs> no, you know what the first three things that popped in my head is like, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. So Bitch, think, go I get my heroin and, and hypodermic needle. <laughs> there, there's your words of wisdom. 
I was gonna say, nigga, please, but like, no, no, definitely not a line. Don't really, know. nigga? <laughs> exactly. I'm the craziest nigga you ever gonna see. Yeah, I'm the craziest nigga you ever gonna see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> we, we eating dinner here. We eating dinner here, motherfucker. All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Definitely the most racist episode. It had to be. Drinks are free. They, they free. They free. They free. <laughs>